Hey everyone, C-Note here and welcome to Dopamine, the show that is like the genie from Aladdin. You will never, ever, ever have a friend like me. Today on the show, I want to talk about, um, th there's a lot of things that I pulled from like my trip across the country last year, and I want to talk about all of these things. So I'm kind of doing this in reverse order that I usually do. Usually I record the show and then I do an intro, but now I'm going to kind of tell you what I'm pretty sure I'm going to talk about. <laughs> um, uh, I want to talk about... Um, all the things that I got from that trip across the country. Cause I, I went through a divorce. I had to move out of my house. I had to quit my job. I was moving back to the East coast. And, um, there were just a lot of elements that I have written down here that I wrote down a long time ago that, uh, I was referencing and I was like, you know what, I'm going to, uh, talk about all these things in one show, you know? So some of these topics were solitude, um, success beyond location, Momentum is better than speed. Soak it in. Prepare to take great footage. Uh, mentally difficult time uh, and don't do it alone. And um, people are everywhere. So like these are just things that I learned or things that stuck out to me on each day of the trip. So I'm just going to kind of go through these. It's, you know, it's Friday. We're just kind of have um, a bit of a, a looser show and just kind of go with it and see how it feels. Um, so I appreciate you for being here and sticking around. Um, we've gotten quite a few listens this month. Uh, some of my charts and things are a little screwed up because I was trying to, uh, uh, get involved with chartable and I think it screwed up some of my numbers. So I don't really know what the numbers are this month, but it's fine. Um, I think people are still listening and having a good time. So I appreciate you guys for being here. And again, you can always let me know that you're listening here on anchor by leaving a voice message or hit me up at let's go see notes. I'm also trying to build our, uh, Instagram account. So if you join us at dopamine podcast on Instagram, that would be rad to join us there. Cause I post an image for each episode on that platform. So join us there to, uh, join the conversation as well. Um, I sound like Sony join the conversation. <laughs> they do that at every E3 press conference. Uh, but anyway, let's hit the button and do the thing. And we're going to talk all about my trip across the country last year. Drums, all right welcome to the show hope you guys are doing well happy friday um is it friday it is friday right yeah it's friday okay i just need to make sure uh you know i work in my apartment so like all time bleeds together um and i, I never know what day it is so um Today, I wanted to talk about my trip across the country that I took last year. It was around this time that um, I was starting my trip, and I started from San Diego, went to Utah, and took the northern route. Went from Utah to um, – I stayed in Beaver, Utah, and then I went to Denver, Colorado, and then I drove to Des Moines, Iowa. From there, I went to Columbus, Ohio – and then I went to Philly and that was like a really fast five day trip. I did it on my own. Um, and it was, it was a bit crazy, uh, to be honest, but I knew it was going to be really the only opportunity to do it. And it was going to be, it was kind of a healthy thing for me to do. It was like retreating to safety for me. I felt like I needed to, uh, to get to people that I loved and appreciated. And I wanted to get away from kind of the situation that I, I had built uh, for me in a negative way um, at the time. And I, and I needed to kind of move forward. So, you know, I went through a divorce at the end of September last year. 
um, this show was basically non-existent. I had some people I was talking to and um, that, that were a part of this part of the anchor 2.0 experience last year. And um, you know, I had a bit of a community people who were supporting me. I had some, some support from people at, at the job that I was at before I moved left. Um, and I also quit that job, um, which was a challenge also. And, um, basically that was also the time that marked pretty much like one year on my own. So of, um, you know, being on my own as an entrepreneur, as someone that is just like trying to build my own business. So, uh, all of this is just sort of like, there's, it's a time of reflection. I mean, the fall is a time of change too. And there's just all these things going on that, uh, make you really think about, uh, where life is going and where it's been and all the things that I've learned. Um, so I want to talk specifically about that trip. And then maybe the second half, I'll talk a little bit about like what I feel like is different today than back, back in the day. So just sharing a little bit of my story, but I'm sure there's some parallels between what you guys experienced too. We all, you know, plenty of people have experienced divorces. We've had to change our lives for one reason or another. I'm sure some of us has driven across the country. I've driven across the country twice, which is kind of crazy. Um, and, uh, but it's, you know, something I can hang my, hang my hat on and be proud of. Um, especially as like, you know, I'm an introvert. I'm someone that doesn't really go places much. Um, I would love to more, honestly, if money was a little bit more abundant, which I'm working on. I'd probably travel a little bit more, but, um, it was, uh, uh, something that I'm proud of. And that's kind of like the first big takeaway that I'm proud that I made the decision. I'm proud that I was able to find the resources to make it happen, that I did the trip on my own because it's a long, exhausting trip. Uh, but it was gorgeous. It was beautiful, especially driving from Utah to, to Denver was probably one of the most beautiful drives I've ever had. Uh, and, and probably one of the most scary too. <laughs> I mean, I went in October before, you know, there was crazy amounts of snow or anything, but I went the, you know, the Northern route, which went up a 10,000 foot peak basically. And, um, if you go back into my Instagram from like a year ago at let's go see note, uh, you can see some time lapses I did from that trip. And it was pretty amazing. Uh, one of those time lapses was going up and down that 10,000 foot peak. And, um, I remember going down that peak was incredibly scary because <laughs> my Mazda three was, did not have snow tires. It was just, you know, I was coming from California. So it was going incredibly slow. I was super scared and, <coughs> oh, sorry. Um, I was super scared going down this hill and I just went super slow, but it was also chugging going up the hill. And I was like, Oh man, that was the most nerve wracked I've been. Uh, on my own ever. Cause I'm like, if I break down here, like I'm stuck at a mountaintop <laughs> and very rarely is anyone going to find me. So it was a little bit crazy, but that was a, that was a good time. And that kind of leads to, you know, one of the first main points that I have written here, which is the solitude of it. And I think the solitude of it for me, because I'm an introvert and, um, also in contrast to the life I was lead leading, which I was like surrounded by people all the time that, um, being left to my own thoughts can be scary and exhausting, but it felt necessary for me to, to face it because not only was I, you know, going on this trip on my own, but there was plenty of space where there was no signal. So I couldn't be on the phone or I couldn't uh, listen to certain things. You know, I was just kind of uh, in silence, but I was also doing time lapses. And when you do time lapses or I was doing a time lapse on my phone, and to do it on my phone meant that I couldn't have audio playing. So I was just in solitude with no noise, just the breeze, just, 
you know, the car, everything that was around me and just being present, like hyper present. And that was one of the most interesting part parts of that experience for me, because I don't do that very much. Right. I'm a very, I have a very sensory overloaded kind of life when it comes to the work that I do. I'm, I'm, I have a ton of plans. I have a ton of little things that I'm tweaking and doing all the time. I'm posting things for clients. I'm working on things for clients all the time. I'm podcasting. I'm near technology all the time. And very rarely do you get a moment of absolute peace where you have to be, you have to be in peace, you know, so, or, or you have to be, you know, in quiet, you know? So it's like, that was a, a really rare moment uh, in this modern age that was really nice to experience. And I had to deal with my own thoughts. I had to ask myself those tough questions. I had to go through the guilt of leaving, you know, my son and my ex-wife and all of that situation. Um, I had to deal with the, the second guessing. I had to deal with all of the, is this the right thing? Am I making this, is this the right choice? Am I making this for logical reasons or emotional reasons? Am I doing this for all the things that are going to be good for me? And was I just exaggerating about, you know, the emotional abuse and all of that stuff, right? So just like a ton of questions, a ton of statements I had to make towards myself and just, I was just forced to deal with it, you know, and, and it's a, Sometimes it's really rough. You know, we don't, we have the ability more than ever to just like avoid problems, right? To point fingers, to deal with all sorts of external things that, that point, point our anguish at external things, right? But in that moment, I was forced to deal with myself. I was forced to deal with all of the things I've had to endure and all the things that I was leading towards and all of the, you know, like literally driving into the unknown. <laughs> and uh, it was incredibly scary, but it made me feel like I was, I had a sense of braver, bravery for doing it. And, um, you know, that, that I knew that my son was going to be in good hands, that the abuse was towards me. It wasn't going to be towards him. Um, and that there, that that's a good family. He's going to be in a good family situation. Um, and that I was just kind of like, you know, it's like a clashing of personality types and stuff. And this isn't going to be about the divorce or anything like that. This is just about me having to work through all of those emotions at the time. And then, you know, sometimes we have I've noticed that when I have sort of like major bad things happen, my subconscious kind of ch keeps track of the anniversary of it, <laughs> which is why I'm talking about this because usually around this time around September, I've had quite a few actually bad things or breakups happen around September, October. I don't know. Something about the change of season just makes people want to change things. And, um, you know, it's always a bit of a rough time to think about that stuff, but it's also a time of growth, you know, and it's a time for me to think about all of the scary, exhausting, um, but exuberant and, um, you know, uh, brave things that I've, that I've done. Cause I'm trying to move forward in life. Right. And we're all trying to move forward and we're all trying to do new things. And that sometimes, sometimes means getting into uncomfortable situations. Um, and another uncomfortable thing was leaving my job and going into this entrepreneurial unknown, right. Going into a place where, I wasn't planning to get another job and I wasn't, uh, I know I was going to have to deal with child support at some point and um, I've got a ton of bills. I've got credit cards. I've got things I need to take care of. And it's been very hard. It's been as hard as I expected it would be, 
but I also think in some ways it's been a little bit easier, but it's, and it's been liberating in the way that like, okay, I can make this work no matter what I do. Right. I don't need to succumb to a certain type of job or anything like that. I've, I've sort of built a career capital up to this point so that I can kind of, I can basically go do whatever I want. And, um, and, and that feels great. So I think that was part of the, the, the ability to move on was that I know that I can basically make it anywhere and building that confidence over time is not easy, but it's something that I'm proud of that I've been able to do. And, um, you know, just finding a way to do everything that I can, no matter where I am has been the goal since I was like 14 years old. I just knew that I wanted to learn little bits of every part of media that I love. And I saw the trajectory of where this is all going and I wanted to learn about video and audio and graphic design and all of these things that I just basically I can do, you know, on my own. And um, I'm, I'm grateful for being able to do that. I'm still learning. I'm still working through things. Um, I just landed a retainer client and I'm hoping to get one more. Um, you know, there's there's some seeds out there. So hopefully things will continue to kind of boom. And uh, that would be really, really nice uh, to really feel like this is starting to be a success because up to this point, I don't feel like I'm a success yet. I've been kind of clinging to dear life. <laughs> I've been surviving. Uh, you know, I'm hoping to get some money today to pay my rent, which is like, you know, 12 days late. So yay. <laughs> That's how that goes though. Right. I'm a little bit late on certain things. So, um, you know, but, uh, it's all, it's all a tactic. It's all a part of the plan. Um, uh, one of the things, another thing that I learned is that, um, or that I thought about on the trip was that momentum is better than speed that I was, in order for me to do this trip on my own, I had to make sure that I was maintaining momentum for the entire trip. Meaning that I had, uh, I had pretty much a plan. I had everything kind of laid out and, um, I knew that if I were to make too many stops or if I were to try to do like vacation-y type things that I was not going to be able to make it on my own. Right. <laughs> so I, I tried to minimize all the roadblocks every time that I could, you know, making sure that I was, packing minimally. Um, when I left the car, you know, I had everything packed for the, the actual trip itself. And then the rest of my clothes were like packed away because I had all of my stuff in my car. So I was making sure it was easy and efficient to get in and out that I was able to, you know, shower in, in the morning pretty quickly and, and kind of just keep the momentum going for the entirety of the trip. And while that sounds exhausting, I wasn't going fast though. It doesn't mean that I was hustling or exhausting myself. It just means that I was trying to keep a consistency and a matter of persistence going because that, that beat out speed in the long haul. And, um, you know, to minimize those roadblocks really helped me to keep chugging along, being persistent and not necessarily having to, um, to go faster. You know, because if I was, you know, if I was uh, basically I was driving 10 to 12 hour days, I think the longest drive was from Iowa to Columbus. That was, I think, a 12 hour drive. That was pretty long. Um, one, one of those two days, it was either from Denver to Iowa or Iowa to Columbus, Ohio. Um, I think it was, yeah, I think it was that second one. Um, that was like a 12 hour day. That was the longest and that was on the fourth day, right? So that was really hard. Um, but it, there was a mental toughness that had to take place there and, um, the level of persistence to keep moving on. So, you know, momentum, momentum is better than speed is what came out of that. And then, um, 
you know, to soak it all in, you know, enjoy the beauty and everything around me. Another part of like the solitude benefit is that I, you know, I was, I was taking photos of things. I was taking great footage. I was doing everything that I could to get time lapses and stuff like that. But I was also driving and I was just like having all these moments where I was like, I can't take photos of everything. (laughs) And, um, I, you know, I needed to use my eyeballs and enjoy the unique experience of driving along and seeing all the subtle things and seeing the change in colors, especially from state to state, literally going over the Utah to Colorado state line is really funny because it's like, you know, you get that like Utah kind of brown stone sort of look, and then you cross the border and it's lush and there's a, uh, a river and it starts getting really colorful. It's really fascinating. And I loved it. Uh, so it was really nice to enjoy that. Um, I think it would have been nicer to enjoy it with someone, which I'll talk about in the second half of this episode, but really being able to soak it in and enjoy the beauty of the mountains and the colors and the sun and the cars driving by and just like the breeze and everything was just, it was just absolutely incredible. I, I do miss that. And I think I would do it again. Uh, crazy enough. <laughs> uh, so I'm going to, uh, let's take a break and I'm going to take a swig of water because my throat is suffering today. And uh, I got four more little bits from that trip that I want to talk about. NFL playoffs have arrived, and we have you covered each day on Outkick's Hot Mike with Hudson Withrow. Some of the best football guests break down the biggest matchups from Armando Salguero and Donovan McNabb to Ryan Leaf and Bobby Carpenter, plus the top headlines and reaction to each playoff weekend. So Chad, which quarterback ascends to that next level? The Brock Purdy, Dak Prescott, Tua is on this list. Got to be Lamar Jackson, right? Yeah, it's I think, his time. Right I now. think so. Yeah, it's it's his time to shine. He's done it in the regular season. He's won MVP. He's going to win it again. It is time for him to win in the playoffs. Playoffs are also a time to shine for Patrick Mahomes. Can he and the Chiefs offense figure it out in order to repeat this playoff season? There's plenty of craziness on a week-to-week basis, so pull up the bar with us each weekday wherever you listen to your podcast. NFL and more covering your favorite teams. Outkicks Hot Mike with Hutton and Winthrop. Introducing Royal Caribbean's newest ship, Icon of the Seas, the ultimate family vacation. The ultimate six slides, eight neighborhoods, zero compromise vacation. The ultimate never done that, can't wait to do it vacation. The ultimate chillin' by a different pool every day of the week vacation. This is the Icon of Vacations. Icon of the Seas, arriving in 2024. Book today. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry, Bahamas. Isn't the point of traveling to get away from it all? To feel the best you've ever felt? Then maybe you should check out Aruba. You'll spend your time relaxing on cool, white, sandy beaches and floating in healing blue water. You'll meet locals brimming with gratitude for an island that redefines what a paradise can be. When your trip comes to an end, you won't need another vacation because you just had the vacation. That's the Aruba effect. Plan your trip at aruba.com. All right, welcome back. Uh, Having quite the day. I recorded a 20-plus minute segment, um, and Anchor just ate it. And that hasn't happened in a while. Come on, Anchor. Um, You know, I I mean, I'm I'm starting to, to... I'm starting to make sure to question whether or not I should be recording on the anchor interface, but whatever, it's fine. We're good for now. Um, 
I realize that my podcast is not a completely owned asset. It's something I'm working with Anchor on, and I appreciate what they do with this platform. And I will stay on it as long as it's reliable. But if we're having these issues, it's going to be a problem. It's fine. It's Friday. We're going to try again. We're going to do it all over, and it's 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 all good. So um, I remember, though, the first thing I did mention was that I am a keynote speaker on this upcoming Boss Project Summit. It's called the Boss Project Summit, sponsored by Dubsado, hosted by Think Creative Collective, both amazing groups of people that are building amazing businesses. And they have gathered 40-plus speakers, including myself, to talk about all sorts of different ideas about building businesses, the practical side, money stuff, as well as building brands and how to scale your business, like so many amazing things. I'm talking about real talk, that branding is more than logos. That's an hour long keynote and it is a lot of fun. It's probably one of the most fun videos I feel like I've done. And uh, it's very podcast style, um, but there are some screen sharing stuff. There's a little bit of practical elements about like color theory and stuff, but I mostly talk about mindset and understanding that your brand is all about you and all of the little details that you bring to the table. So I'm really excited about it. I think it's going to be fun. If you sign up at bit.ly slash CNote Summit, you can get your free ticket there. It's November 6th to to November 9th. If you want access to it after November 9th, you need to buy the pre-party pass. So be sure to pick that up before November 6th because it's now $47 or $49 rather. And during the event, it'll go up to $97. And then after the event, it's going to go up again in price. So pick it up now so you can have access to 40 plus speakers for the end of time or until the servers die out, whichever comes first. (laughs) So uh, that's it. Go to cnote.org or bit.ly slash cnote summit to pick that up. Um, So I want to keep talking about this, um, my trip across the country and what it meant to me, because there's just so much that I pulled from this. Um, There's, I'm going to try to not try to remember what I talked about in the segment that eaten because there was a lot of good stuff in there. I talked about the realities of, of dealing with the difficulties of, of, of really thinking about all of the process. And I think that's the frustrating part about having to record it again is like, I have to bring it back up again and I'm like trying to move on, <laughs> but it's fine. That's what happens. Like sometimes when you're a year away from something, like even after it happened, you're kind of like subconsciously reminded of it. Like it's something that around this time of year, there's just like this, this air, this energy, this feeling of like, ugh. there's, there's just like a lot of heaviness going on because something happened last year and your body's just like, yeah, we remember. (laughs) And, um, you know, you just kind of have to like process and work through it. And for me, that's been processing, you know, having to leave my past experience, my, my marriage, my ex-wife, my kid and, um, and all of that, I left a job, I left San Diego, I left a lot of things behind. And while this episode is not meant to be a commentary on the marriage or anything like that, um, there are things about that that I've had to think about, um, especially going through the the trip across the country, having it being a mentally difficult and kind of grueling thing. Um, part of that is like being exhausted of having all of that weight and heaviness of like, you know, changing your entire life and, and really heading into the unknown is just mentally taxing and difficult. So I'm really proud of myself. I'm proud of the the bravery that I put into it and, and being able to grow so much to have the knowledge and the ability to go do this on my own. But it's it was definitely a challenge. Um, and if you go to do this sort of thing on your own, it's going to be a big challenge. It's going to be uh, an exhausting thing. You're going to lose your will sometimes and face all sorts of difficulties that you might not expect. So it is absolutely a challenge. And for that reason, I recommend, you know, 
if you want to make a trip like this and you have to like make a big change or move or something like that, do whatever you can to not do it alone. Right. Because like I found personal value in doing it alone, but I wouldn't recommend it. It was just really hard. It was really difficult. Uh, a few days in, I was just like struggling for someone else to even drive. <laughs> and, um, you know, I was like fumbling around on my phone trying to take photos and, uh, it was just really hard to, you know, stay, uh, stay still for that long, you know, because <laughs> I was living a pretty active life when I was in San Diego and, and things have just really slowed down quite a bit. So, um, it wasn't only because it was difficult, but there's plenty that you miss by simply going it alone. And, um, you know, I think just most experiences in life are better served with someone you care about. You know, if I ever did a trip like that again, I'd love to do it with Molly or I'd love to do it with, uh, you know, other friends and be able to experience things and take my time and slow down and really, enjoy and appreciate all those things. You know, like I said, at the end of the last segment is to like, be able to soak it in and take it in and enjoy it and feel it and, and work through it and, and, um, be able to encompass and uh, express uh, a sense of passion afterwards too, through the conduit of other people, you know, we can actually share those stories, but I went there by myself. So like, <laughs> I'm, you know, I'm not reminiscing with anyone about it. <laughs> you know, it's not all I've got is me. Um, I've got pictures that I posted on my Instagram account and I took a lot of great footage of going through the mountains um, of Colorado and Utah. Uh, and uh, if you go back to a year ago on my Instagram account at let's go see note, I've got time lapses and all this stuff that I did that um, really show the beauty of the area, but it's, it's nothing like seeing it in person. It's just awe inspiring and jaw dropping. Right. So just like, uh, and, and, you know, I would want to go next time and be able to be prepared to take better footage too, because I didn't have a camera with me. I just had my cell phone. So I was taking, um, time-lapse footage and like cell phone footage, which is not the greatest. Uh, so if I had my Canon camera that I have now, I would love to do it again with that camera. Right. So there's just so much to see. It would be a shame to not take advantage of, of all the photo opportunities and being able to embrace it all, embrace it all. And even though like you do want to soak it in as much as you can, there are certainly unique photo opportunities to take as well. And um, being able to do that with the purpose of taking photos would be incredible. There was one spot in Utah where there was like a canyon and I pulled over. It was one of the few times I actually pulled over to do like a sightseeing kind of thing. And I got out of the car and I was by myself and I was enjoying it. And I took like a Snapchat photo or like a couple of other things. And like my phone just ate it. It didn't work. It didn't process it. So I don't have anything to, to share from that moment. Right. <laughs> At least no good photos of that. So I was really, uh, I was really frustrated that like I did this big trip, but I wasn't able to document it. And, um, I love that I did it. I love that I appreciate it, but not having the documentation of it, um, is a little frustrating. So I'd like to go do it again. Uh, even though I've driven across the country twice, <laughs> you know, it's something I would love to do it again. Um, and again, especially with friends, I, I, the first time I drove across the country, I did it with two of my best friends and, um, it was great to share that experience with them. We they went to different bars. We checked out um, all sorts of different sites and um, definitely experienced, you know, uh, it to its fullest, right? It wasn't just driving the entire time. We'd drive two or three hours. We'd stop somewhere. We'd switch driving duties. Um, one person would sleep in the back, like that sort of thing. And we have stories that we tell and we reminisce about it. And um, I think that's that's the biggest takeaway is like being able to have stories to tell at the end of the day when you're done with it. Right. So while I certainly don't um, have any regrets for driving across the country on my own, um, it was certainly a, a heavy experience, especially 
you know, to talk about the mentally difficult part again, towards the end, I had to cross through uh, Downingtown, which is, you know, one of the places that, which is basically where I met my ex-wife. And I had to, as I was getting closer to Philly, I was like, sort of, I don't know, there was like this weird cinematic poetic nature of having to drive through all of these old towns and places that like we went to and we, we did things together. And um, most of the country, most of the trip I hadn't, you know, I hadn't experienced before, but that was familiar in all of the, the ways that were sad, you know, it was really a morning experience, right? It was like driving across the country for me. was like going through the five stages of grief <laughs> in a weird, weird way uh, after going through the divorce. Right. So it was a real, incredible challenge and something that uh, I had to face. And um, I'm, I'm glad to have done it. It's still, there's still things that I'm facing all of the time. There's a ton of mental difficulties that I'm feeling um, and, and, and being challenged with, but um, you know, ultimately it was a great experience because one of the things that stuck out too, is that people are everywhere. Like this may seem like a no brainer statement, but that, but they're all over the place. <laughs> like everywhere I went, there were cars, people, um, you know, humans just living their lives, you know, going through convenience stores and driving from place to place and, you know, standing in line at like a, a subway. There was this woman that was just like flirting heavy with her eyes one time at a subway in like Colorado. It's like the funniest thing. She was like with her two kids and I walked, walked in the door and she was like, Oh, she just gave me this look like, Oh, you're different. <laughs> I don't know what it was, <laughs> but it's like, I'm, I'm not that kind of guy that assumes that women are checking you out, but she was very blatant about it. And I was just like, this is interesting to like experience different people in different places. And like, and then like that moment in particular was really funny to me. Um, you know, I kind of got my sandwich and I left, but like, I could just feel like I just, I just felt like a piece of meat. It was really weird. <laughs> I'd never really experienced that before. Um, but I wanted to like know her story, like not about that sort of thing in particular, but I wanted to know like, like, cause she had like two kids. I was like, are you divorced? Are you with someone? Are you in a marriage that you don't want to leave? Like, what is your story? Like that made me curious. Um, and then I, I got to meet all sorts of different people. Um, you know, cashiers at different uh, rest stops. And, and I would usually stop at Subway because it's probably the, the more healthier, quote unquote, of the fast food places that you could stop at. I went, to, I went to grocery stores too, which is another thing I recommend. If you're doing a large trip across the country, stop at grocery stores for food. Don't stop at fast food places. You can get better food there. You can get fruits and veggies and stuff like that, right? And stay healthy during the trip. That's probably something I didn't have on this list and something I didn't record in the last uh, the segment that got eaten was uh, to just kind of try to drink enough water and eat healthy and like get fruits and vegetables into you. Right. And um, I was kind of indulging. So I ended up eating way too much food. Sorry. I just kind of like huffed into the microphone. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, so I was just like eating a lot of food and I was really scarfing things down, but I was doing what I could to just like not give in to the fast food temptation. Right. And I'm still having trouble with fast food. I used to just give out fast food completely, but nowadays I'm like, mm, I'm a little lenient on it than I used to be. So I gotta, I gotta fix that. I'm gonna, as I tap my belly. Um, but the point is that there are people everywhere and there are people that worked like the cheese counter at like this big, uh, um, restaurant or big, um, 
grocery store that was like super nice. And then people that were like cashiers and just random people you come across that you're just like, you have a, you share a quick laugh with them or you share uh, a quick story or something like that. And, or they just kind of like approach you as if you live there and say like, Oh, how's your day going? And it's just like a simple conversation. And I'm like, uh, I could tell you everything I'm driving across the country or like, sometimes I would tell people that and they would just be like, Oh, that's cool. <laughs> you know? So you have this like shared moment with someone and then you kind of leave and you're just like, I'm never going to see that person again. Like there's something kind of rad about that and something sad about it at the same time. Um, but it's just really nice to experience different people and appreciate different environments and different things. And people just kind of going about their lives. And you're just like, there are all sorts of humans, every place. It's like a plague. Um, and they're just everywhere. So like, I, I just thought that was the coolest thing. And I think that's been my favorite part about traveling and going to see things. I think we get kind of used to the people that we're around and we kind of take people for granted because we're just kind of used to the people we're surrounded by and the situations and we get to know each other's neuroses and stuff. But then like you go meet a new person who is just like not tainted by you <laughs> in any kind of way. And they're just like, they're like, Oh, fresh new person. They're excited and it's fun. And, um, you know, you can make all sorts of whatever. It's like that woman at the subway that was just like eyeing me. Like she doesn't know who I am. She doesn't know what I go through. She doesn't know anything about me. But in that moment, she made some, some positive assumption about me in a way that just like clicked into her brain and like a, I need to reproduce with you kind of way. <laughs> so like that was just really funny to me. Um, and again, like, if, if you're listening, I want to know your story. I doubt she's listening, but it's really funny. Um, and, uh, you know, it, I forget what was the place. It was like a little town in Colorado. It was like Greenville, Greenland, green something, I think. Uh, just like this really tiny town, um, which was fascinating. I like drove into town and it was just like this tiny place that was like a movie set. It was one of those little towns with like a drugstore and like an insurance and then like a little grocery store. And that was it. And there was no cars parked there. It was like a tumbleweed going by. Like it was a movie set. And I thought that was great. It was so cool to do that. I wish I had a good camera there because I would have taken a lot of great like street photos and stuff. Right. That would have been a cool spot, but not only just like new people, but new locations and you get to experience things beyond what you're used to. Right. I grew up in Philly and I spent 25 years, like not even knowing what pesto was <laughs> like, I don't know. I'm just so used to like bar food and um, my parents would just buy like Chinese food or pizza. If my parent, if my mom didn't want to cook food, like my mom would make really great Spanish food, but uh, you know, when she didn't want to cook, she would just buy pizza or, or Chinese. And I did not really experience anything, uh, quote unquote, more sophisticated or, or I don't know, different, I guess you could say, because I still love bar food. There's nothing wrong or hierarchically weak about bar food. But when I moved to San Diego, I experienced like good tacos and great sandwiches and pesto and avocado and, like so many more things that I did not experience in Philly and just different cultures, people that are just like slower. I know I'm talking faster because I'm on the East coast again, but I used to talk pretty slow and I used to move really slow because I got used to being in a new environment. Um, and just the way that the street lamps are at night or having palm trees around or the clear skies all the time or being surrounded by mountains all the time is just kind of like an interesting change of pace. Right. And even being in Rochester now, 
is like a completely different experience. You know, I'm, I'm experiencing like kind of the weather in and outs with the jet stream and stuff. Um, experiencing Lake Ontario is great. And lots of local art scenes around here are, are pretty amazing to experience and getting to see, you know, the museum of play and seeing how this city is kind of developing. It's really, really fascinating and interesting. Uh, this is not a place that would ever have been on my radar until I met Molly. So like, this is this is unique and interesting, and I, but I know that at some point I'm going to want to move or I'm going to want to go experience other things, and that's what I'm working towards. That's what I'm trying to build towards, is as having the ability for Molly and I to like kind of just pack up and go and go to different places and try different things and and experience different aspects of life, right? And I think we both want that, but we know that we're both in a transition phase. She also went through a divorce last year, and it's kind of like having to rebuild a baseball team, right? <laughs> it's like you go through like a world series run, everyone's going good. Everything's going well. And then you just start immediately dwindling and things are not going great because like, you know, there were a lot of things about my past life that were really great. That relationship was great. Um, in some ways, like my ex-wife is a great person. I know she's a great mom. I know I, I trust that my son is in good hands, but in terms of the third entity of the relationship between her and I, it just didn't work. Um, you know, we just are two very different personalities. I've got my mental health issues and there are just certain things about the environment that we cultivated that wasn't exactly what I wanted. I shouldn't say exactly because that makes it sound like I'm being pompous, but like it was far from what I wanted. And, um, it just, it just wasn't working. Right. And it's not about breaking down what this relationship was the, that relationship was about, but I want to express that I have gratitude for it. Right. I have gratitude for that time in my life. You know, my son is an expression of that. Um, and you know, hopefully he'll have a good life and I'll be able to meet him soon and see him and do all that stuff. Um, but there were challenges that came with, with transitioning that life into this one, even driving across the country, you know, I had to think about, all of the mentally difficult things that I would face when I came across uh, my friends when I came home, because I knew there were going to be some people that were going to ask tough questions or they were going to assume that I didn't try hard enough or that I wasn't seeing um, that I was thinking too hard about it or something like that. And um, what helped me about the trip too, is that like, by the time I did get home, I was ready to handle those questions, right? Like somebody would ask me, uh, say something that was insinuating that I didn't think enough about it or something. I'd be like, I'm not asking for your permission. I'm just telling you the story, <laughs> right? Um, so that was a bit of a challenge, but it was a nice test of my resolve. And, and I think that's what I've been doing over the past year is strengthening my resolve as a person, strengthening my understanding of my personality, of my boundaries, of my mental health, of being able to build a business in a way that I want to build it, not in the way that like, you know, my dad thinks I should, or my friends think I should, or anyone else thinks I should, but doing things the way that I know how to do them and, you know, developing the trust to do it and to be able to become successful as a result of that. Right. And, um, Doing that has been, it's been a transition and really only lately have some seeds been starting to bloom, right? Uh, I have a retainer client, Molly and I are working with a tattoo shop to potentially do uh, uh, gallery shows every month. Hopefully we can figure out some monetary stuff for that. That would be dope. Um, and then, you know, Molly's doing painting and I have all sorts of ideas for different services and uh, I'm doing this podcast and making some money from this. And all sorts of stuff. So there are things happening and it's just, um, but it's been taking time. And I think her and I have been making sure that we're building this new life in a way that has a solid foundation. 
and so that anything we build on top of it will be just as good, if not better than what we've already been building. You know, we're being crazy about every little interaction we have. We, we work through all of our problems. We're making sure that we're not leaving anything hanging or on the table. Um, we're very clear about our communication and intentions. We're very clear about what we want. And if things need to change, then we're respectful of those changes. Right. So, you know, we're, we're in a transition period for sure. But uh, I think we're also, in, you, we're starting to see the benefits of what that transition is going to bring. And, um, you know, that's, that's really why I moved in the first place. That's why I decided to take the risk and move across the country and take that drive on my own because it was just a change. And that process helped me, you know, be alone. It helped me, um, realize that I can be a success beyond a specific location that I can, that momentum is better than speed, that, that as long as I can keep being persistent and moving forward and consistent, things are going to happen in the right direction that, that I should be soaking the things soaking in life around me all the time and being prepared to take good footage of it. And, but, but things are going to still could be mentally difficult and it's going to be taxing and they're going to be challenges. I'm going to be tired. I'm going to be exhausted. I'm not going to have the will to do things a lot of the time. Um, but I'm not in this alone anymore. You know, I have someone that, um, is a thousand percent supportive of me. She understands what I'm going through, um, when dealing with mental health challenges or even talking about my son or my past life, um, in any kind of way, she's respectful of all those things. There's no like jealousy or insecurity around that stuff, which is amazing. Um, and you know, just knowing that there are new experiences and new opportunities and all sorts of new things laying in wait for me to discover them, you know, and I think that is one of the most important things to take optimistically into the future that, you know, that there are opportunities to go to new places all the time. And one of the last things I want to suggest, I, I'm, I'm blurring the lines between whether or not I just said it on this segment or the one that got, that got, uh, deleted, but, um, just a, just a reminder, I guess, is that, you know, you can explore places around your area where you live, right? You don't have to go these to like Tahiti or all these crazy places. You don't have to go to London. And I've been to London. I've driven across the country twice. I've been to Paris, but I've also had amazing fun just going to Atlantic city when I lived in Philly, like, and started small, right? I went to Atlantic city. I've been to Baltimore. I started going to places within an hour or two. Right. And I want to do that around Rochester, but again, just, we're trying to build money and trying to get to a place where we can do more things. So, you know, we live near Niagara Falls in Buffalo and I've never gone that way yet. Um, and there's, there's just a lot of little things that we haven't yet been able to experience because we don't have the extra money. But, um, I know that those are things that we can do. It doesn't have to be a massive trip. It doesn't have to be a big deal, right? It doesn't have to be a, a Caribbean Island, right? There are great experiences waiting for you within an hour of you usually, right? Um, so you can certainly, if you look hard enough, you'll find something, find something interesting that breaks you out of the norm so that you can learn and experience new things. You know, life is short, go do stuff. It's fine. Um, so yeah, that's it. I want to wrap this up. I'm nervous. I hope that anchor saves this one. <laughs> um, and if you're hearing this, it worked so awesome. Um, but you know, it's happy Friday. Take care of yourselves and each other. Have a good weekend. Um, 
I've got all my courses on cnote.media. You can leave a voice message, all of that good stuff. I appreciate you guys for being uh, consistently thoughtful and caring and being a part of this show and supporting me and listening to it and downloading it and streaming it. And um, please write a review. I haven't had a review in a while. It doesn't have to be a five-star review. I mean, that would be cool. But if you have any thoughts at all, um, it really helps with the algorithm to kind of boost me up the rankings on, on, um, on iTunes. So thank you so much. Even if you don't speak English, which if you don't speak English, I don't know why you're listening to the show, but <laughs> um, uh, you know, if it's not your first language, please, because uh, I've noticed some people from around the world have been listening to this. So I would actually love to hear, um, you know, who has been listening to this from different parts of the world. That would be absolutely amazing to know that, um, to share your experiences, because that could actually help me sort of change my message a little bit. Because I'm talking about my experiences in America quite a bit. But if there are things that I can speak to a little bit more universally, um, you know, for people around the world and really learn about the different kinds of troubles that you're facing in different countries. Um, I think I was on like 175th on like the French iTunes chart or something. I don't know. I'm starting to figure out and learn that stuff, but Hey, that's cool. <laughs> so, uh, thanks for, for support from wherever you are. Um, it, it's absolutely amazing. Thank you so much for being a part of this. Have a, have a good weekend. Take care of yourselves and each other. And I'll catch you next time on dopamine. Hey, you beautiful human. Thanks for listening to dopamine and providing your support for this show. I really, really appreciate it. If you really love this show, leave a review on iTunes and Stitcher to show some love for the podcast. You can also check out cnote.media to check out my work and my courses. But um, with that, we'll catch you next time. See you guys later.